Lost Talk Radio. Lost Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao, in India, Namaste, in Japan, Konnichiwa, in Korea, Annyeonghaseyo, in Russia, Zdrastitsi, in Germany, Guten Tag, in Poland, Dzień Dobry, in France, Bonjour, in Spain, Hola, in Italy, Ciao, in Egypt, Asanwasani, in Ghana, Akwaba, in Nigeria, Peleo, in South Africa, Saobona, in Senegal, Nangadeh, in Kenya, Jambo, in Israel, Shalom, in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum, greetings, and may peace be upon you all. I thought we were working in blog talk, but it appears we're not. So let me just uh, show some comments here. Kwame has uh, done his research as usual. The Eisenhower Doctrine, did I read that? Okay. The Eisenhower Doctrine was a policy enunciated by Dwight D. Eisenhower. He was uh, a general first. And then on January 1957, let's see, I was two years old, within a special message to the Congress on the situation in the Middle East under the Eisenhower. So even back in 57, they were still dealing with this Middle East conflict, but the military-industrial complex was not on, in, on steroids back then. Now it's like insanity. So Craig says, pay close attention to, Israel, quote, Israeli deaths compared to 8,000 deaths in Gaza, that's right. When an Israeli gets killed, there is Israeli death. When a Palestinian dies, it's a death in Gaza. This is one of the 10 stages of genocide. Target must be lowered to a state lower and lesser than human in order for genocide to be successful. 
Well, but but we understand. Thank you, Craig. We understand that Netanyahu or Netanyahu, aka Netanyahu, doesn't look at those people as humans. They're animals, Amalekites, and Amalekites. They have all kinds of reasons and justification. That's how this is how Satan Yahoo works. Any any L I E S lies in eyes of the 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 lessons we can learn in the eyes of Satan are they lie. People, we we need to recognize the lies that are coming forth. And as Eisenhower said, we are, we need to be alert and knowledgeable citizens if we're going to end this whole paradigm of bomb, 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 baby. That's what we're looking at. So another comment by Kwame, the gold rush, thousands of buffalo killed to starve. Yes, absolutely. The gold rush, they were looking for gold, material, material things, rich land, all of that. And then the buffalo, they realized how the Native Americans used that buffalo, that bison, for clothing, for for shelter, for houses. I love it. They they were building tiny houses um, out of buffalo skin. How about that? How far we've come. And eating the buffalo, the bones were used for tools. How about that? I had always wondered how, why, what they did with the bones. Now we know. They took the bones of the buffalo and made tools out of them, arrows, uh, spoons. Who who can imagine? I wish there was a museum where we could see all the the uh, materials that came out of that buffalo. But then the United States Army said, no, 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 we can't have this. We can't have And And you look at the culture of the Palestinians. They had a beautiful uh, culture of olive trees and uh, vegetables and craftsmanship in that land, in Gaza. There was all kinds of craftsmanship going on in uh, Gaza until the uh, Zionists moved in. So what happened? Um, I have one more, I believe, uh, the prophecy, yes, uh, Eisenhower warned about the Middle East to Congress. He absolutely, and then when he left, he warned about the military-industrial complex. To the world, he said, be careful. Don't let those this army get out of hand. Don't let them get on the steroids because that's where we are now. So here is a prophecy that a, a rabbi made about uh, Netanyahu, Satanyahu. This prophecy was given to uh, Netanyahu. And it, it supposedly is one of the things that Satan Yahoo is afraid of, talks about is what is going to happen while he's in office. And this is what scares Satan Yahoo, Satan Yahoo. And that is because the spirit of truth is something they are afraid of. The Zionists are afraid of the spirit of truth because that's what's freeing people. That's why people are protesting all over the world, because the Messiah, the anointing, the spirit of truth has come upon the world. Everybody's looking for truth now. So let me share this with you about this prophecy that is so key right now to what is happening 
uh, in the government of Israel and what they're afraid of and why and why they're working so hard to destroy the spiritual bison in Palestine. So let's listen. That there's a time for peace and a time for war. לעולם לא נשכח את מעשה הזרעה שעשו לגופה. אנחנו הולמים באויבינו בעוצמה חסרת תקדים. אני מדגיש, זאת רק ההתחלה. says 
about the story of the winter solstice from her name is Pauline Shirt and how we can transition from paying attention to Satan Yahoo over here lying, talking about the Bible, cherry picking things out of the Bible, which is why we cannot put all our 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 dependence and emphasis on the Bible, but we have to go within and have have uh have uh, intuition and have an and uh, a spirit of the most high inside of us in here the spirit of the messiah the spirit of truth developing an anointing coming on all of us this season this week the winter solstice developing our spiritual nature as this beautiful sister is coming here Yeah, celebrate a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know uh, ceremonies in here, and that's what we uh, you know uh, show those the students because they the students come from all over the country, and one of one of the things that I notice is that is that there are more people coming from the east, like I you know, from the west. A lot of them are uh, you know coming from here from uh, Edmonton and uh, the western provinces, and. Uh, and because uh, they, they've heard about, you know, the, you know, uh, uh, the stories about what we have in here, the, you know, the story of, uh, of George Brown, and, uh, and, and it, they, they're attracted, you know, to, uh, to the community in here, because there's so much happening within our community. So as a result of that, what we have done in here, George Brown is, like I said, we celebrate all the, uh, you know, all the, you know, uh, the the 13 moons, and in that little spirit moon, which is, you know, the solstice, what we do is that we, uh, we uh, gather together, and we, the dominant culture celebrates their Christmas. We don't. So what we do is that traditionally, we never had Christmas, so, you know, but the solstice is a very, very, very important ceremony. It's a very, very important time for that. And, and, and in that story, the teaching is that it's the grandfather's son whom we, uh, we you know, uh, he ha- at that time, you know, the uh, grandfather's son, we say grandfather's son is visiting, the, you know, all the relatives within the universe, visiting all our relatives, all the other spirits, and other beings, you know, within, within the solar system. So as a result of that, because Mother Earth is our mother, and she co- she gets covered with the uh, with uh, snow, you know. In baboon, it's cold. It's really cold. So she gets cold the same way as we get cold. Okay. So what we do is uh, we gather, you know, in a circle, and we have uh, we uh, we have uh, you know traditional food, four traditional foods, which is which are uh, wild rice, corn, berries. And uh, and meat or fish, and what we do is we offer that food to grandfather's son. By offering that food too, there is a song that goes with that teaching. So what we do, we ask one of our women to tell grandfather's son, grandfather's son, we are so cold. We need your warmth. We need you in here. So we sing that song, that love song to grandfather's son. We are we are hungry for that warmth. 
we are hungry for that, you know, for the love that we, you know, that you that you have. Although he, we know he is busy, you know, uh, you know, visiting our other relatives. So we tell, we tell grandfather, come home, grandfather, come home and be with us. What we are doing is we are offering tobacco, tobacco to you, and we are offering the food to you. We are offering the water to you. We are offering ourselves to you. So that's what we say. And uh, so we get that teaching to our to our students or, you know, whoever comes into the, into our ceremony. So uh, grandfather's son listens to us. And what happens is that, you know, he says, oh, my, my grandchildren, our mother of the earth, she's cold. She needs us. She needs, she needs, uh, you know, to be, to be, to be kept warm. And so he comes home to us. He comes over to us. And the most beautiful thing is that he tells us beautiful stories about what is happening in the universe. And, and, uh, and some of our people will, will do it through dreams, through vision, and stories you know, from, from their own family. And uh, so we have storytelling time. We get gather together and say, yes, this is what grandfather has, has seen. And this is what the other relatives, you know, in the solar system and the, the universe are doing. So, so as a result of that, you know, what do we do? We celebrate. And we celebrate by dancing. By having, you know, different different nations come in, maybe Hoda the Shodi or Jaboy or Cree or Inuit, and uh, and do a dancing. By that dancing, they will they will uh, you know imitate you know what is happening with grandfather, you know what is happening with us, what is happening with our mother the earth. They will tell a story, a personal story, a very sacred story. So it's a very very sacred time for. All of us, but only so. When we dance, we celebrate and honor him, honor our grandfather. We have a feast after. We eat with the spirit of uh, you know grandfather's son and all the other spirits that he asked to come in there. But also because we're so happy and our relatives, the students are here. You know, people are celebrating that, you know, that, you know, it's, it's such a successful, uh, you know, uh, time, a beautiful time. We say, yeah, here, I'll give you something. We have what we call a giveaway for all students for us. So this woman is talking about a very simple life, a very um, spiritual life. And I want to, and, and so the native traditions, the native history is not just about the violence and the killing and the murders, but the things that um, the um, Zionists and the U.S. Army, U.S. government hate, the satanic mind, the antichrist mind that they hate is that these people are strong and these people are, the Native American spirit just gets stronger and lives on and on and on. And then there's another aspect I want you to see of the um, winter solstice. 
Uh, okay, Kwame said he's not able to connect. I guess you mean on Facebook and uh, Blog Talk. Yeah, we're leaving Blog Talk to go to sleep tonight because uh, Mercury Retrograde has slowed everything down in the in the Blog Talk studio. And so I want to show you this next teaching about esoteric perspective on uh, the winter solstice. There are so many symbolisms in what we look at as the Christmas season that can be translated into spirituality and esoteric. Esoteric just means uh, that it's intended to be understood only by a few people, a small number of people who have a special knowledge and interest. And basically, I believe that means it's intended to be uh, understood by the anointed ones, the ones who have a spirit of truth, uh, which is the Messiah. The spirit of the Messiah is waking people up, and this is our opportunity this week to actually join into a better, a new perspective, a higher perspective on what December 21st means. Above all the war, above all the suffering, we can go into a deeper meaning of all the chaos, the shopping, the Santa Claus. It's gonna, we're going to hear here what some of these messages are in the, this so-called uh, holiday season. Okay. A moment of transformation. As the year wanes into its darkest phase, we approach the winter solstice, an event that has been revered since ancient times as a profound moment of transformation and renewal. This celestial milestone marks the shortest day and the longest night, a pivot point where the pervasive shadow begins its retreat, making way for the gradual return of the sun's embracing light. In this context, the winter solstice transcends mere astronomical occurrence. It becomes a powerful symbol of the eternal dance between light and darkness, death and rebirth, serving as a mirror for our own spiritual journey from ignorance into enlightenment. Amidst this deep winter's cradle, a figure emerges, cloaked in red and white, embodying the spirit of joy and generosity. This figure, widely known as Santa Claus, transcends the commercial caricature we often associate with modern Christmas. His roots, when viewed through an esoteric lens, reveal a connection to ancient shamanic traditions. Recording just got better. Hey, it's Dana from StreamYard. I'm so excited to announce that... The shamans, those spiritual voyagers who navigated the realms beyond the ordinary, serve as a compelling parallel to the mystical journey of Santa Claus. The story of Santa Claus and the winter solstice is not just a tale of joy and celebration, but a journey into the heart of our collective consciousness, revealing insights that resonate with the very essence of our being. As the northern hemisphere tilts away from the sun, bringing about the shortest day of the year, the winter solstice emerges as a profound symbol of transformation and renewal. This celestial event, typically occurring around December 21st or 22nd, marks a pivotal point in the cycle of the year, signaling the death and rebirth of the sun. In this dance of light and darkness, we find a powerful metaphor that mirrors the spiritual journey from ignorance to enlightenment, from shadow into light. The 
esoteric traditions have long revered the winter solstice as a time of deep introspection and spiritual awakening. It's a period where the veil between the physical and the spiritual worlds is believed to be at its thinnest, offering a unique opportunity for individuals to connect with higher realms of consciousness. The symbolism of the sun's death and rebirth serves as a reminder of the cyclical nature of life, of endings leading to new beginnings, and darkness giving way to light. This cosmic phenomenon has been celebrated across various cultures and ages, each imbuing it with its own rituals and interpretations. Whether through the ancient Stone Age gatherings or the old traditions of the Norse, the solstice has been a time for communities to come together to reflect on the past year and to set intentions for the one to come. In these celebrations, there's an underlying recognition of the interplay between the physical and spiritual realms, acknowledging the sun's journey as an integral part of human existence. The connection between the winter solstice and Christmas is an intriguing one, where the themes of rebirth and renewal find resonance in the birth of Christ. This alignment of a pivotal celestial event with a significant religious celebration enriches the season with a deeper layer of spiritual meaning. It's a time for contemplation, for gratitude, and for embracing the transformative energies that this period brings. In this sacred pause of the year, as the world seems to hold its breath in the depth of winter's embrace, there's an invitation to journey inward, to explore the darker corners of our being, and to emerge with a renewed sense of purpose and light. The winter solstice, thus, stands as a beacon of hope, a reminder that even in the darkest of times, the light will return, guiding us towards a path of enlightenment and deeper understanding of our place in the cosmos. Delving into the mystical roots of one of the most beloved figures of modern folklore, Santa Claus reveals a fascinating connection to ancient shamanic traditions. Historically, this iconic character has evolved from various cultural narratives, including the ancient shamanic figures known to traverse both spiritual and physical realms. The modern depiction of Santa, with his magical sleigh and flight through the night sky, echoes these ancient practices and beliefs. In the shamanic traditions, particularly among the indigenous cultures such as the Sami people of Northern Europe, the shaman played a vital role as a mediator between the human and the spiritual worlds. These spiritual guides would enter trance states, journeying into other realms to gain wisdom, healing powers, and insights, which they would then bring back to their communities. The imagery of Santa Claus descending into homes through chimneys draws a parallel to the shamanic use of the chimney as a symbolic portal between worlds. The North Pole, from where Santa Claus is said to commence his annual journey, symbolizes a mystical, remote realm resonant with the shaman's journey to spiritual worlds. This faraway place, unreachable and mysterious, aligns with the shaman's transcendence of ordinary reality to access greater spiritual wisdom. Integral to this narrative is the reindeer, an animal deeply revered in shamanic cultures. The Sami people, known for their deep connection with reindeer, have long held these creatures in high esteem, not just for their physical utility, but also for their spiritual significance. In shamanic lore, Reindeer often serve as guides and protectors on the spiritual journey, bridging the physical and mystical worlds. Thus, 
and his reindeer, known for their magical flight, can be seen as a modern reflection of this ancient symbology connecting Santa's mythos back to its shamanic roots. Santa Claus, in this light, emerges not just as a jolly bringer of gifts, but as a figure deeply rooted in the mystical traditions of humanity. His journey on the winter solstice symbolizes a crossing of thresholds, not only of the physical world, but also of consciousness. In the narrative of Santa Claus, we find echoes of the shaman's role in guiding souls through darkness, offering hope and transformation. The reindeer emerges as a potent symbol, a bridge between the mundane and the mystical. In many northern cultures, particularly among the Sami people, the reindeer is not merely an animal of the tundra, but a sacred creature deeply entwined with spiritual practice and cosmology. It holds a place of honor as a guide and protector in shamanic journeys, navigating the complex landscapes of the spirit world. The symbolism of the reindeer in Santa Claus mythology, therefore, carries profound significance. These majestic animals, known for their endurance and adaptability in harsh climates, are transformed in the Christmas narrative into magical beings capable of flight and traversing the globe in a single night. This transformation is not merely a whimsical element of a children's story, but a reflection of the reindeer's revered status in shamanic cultures as a creature that traverses worlds and dimensions. In the lore surrounding Santa Claus, the reindeer are more than just his companions or modes of transport. They are emblematic of the journey itself. Their flight on the night of the winter solstice symbolizes the transcendence of physical limitations embodying the spiritual journey from darkness to light, from ignorance to enlightenment. The reindeer, in this context, become metaphors for the human soul's journey, navigating the complexities of existence and guiding us towards higher understanding and consciousness. Hi, I'm Sam Jordan, Director of Humanitarian Action for the International Rescue Committee. Conflict? Moreover, the connection between Santa Claus and his reindeer also highlights the importance of harmony with nature and shamanic traditions. The reindeer remind us of our intrinsic connection to the natural world, of the wisdom that lies in living in balance with our environment. They embody the principle that every creature, no matter how humble, has a role in the grand tapestry of life and holds the potential for spiritual insight and transformation. The intertwining of the winter solstice and the mythology of Santa Claus creates a rich tapestry of symbolism, illuminating the spiritual essence of this time of year. The solstice, marking the shortest day and the longest night, is a period steeped in introspection, transformation, and the rebirth of light. This celestial event becomes a metaphor for and collective spiritual awakening as it embodies the journey from darkness into light from ignorance to wisdom. Santa Claus, reimagined as a shamanic figure, resonates deeply with this theme. Journey from the mystical North Pole, guided by the reindeer, symbolizes a transcendent passage through the darkest night, bringing hope and renewal. In this context, Santa can be seen as a guide, leading the soul through the darkness of ignorance and fear towards the dawn of enlightenment and understanding. His descent into homes through chimneys parallels the shamanic journey through portals of transformation from higher realms of consciousness to the earthly plane. 
This integration of symbols invites us to view the solstice as more than just a physical astronomical event, but as a time for deep spiritual reflection and renewal. It's a period that calls for shedding the old and embracing the new, much like the sun that dies to be reborn anew. Santa Claus, in this narrative, becomes an embodiment of the forces of regeneration and joy, bringing gifts of wisdom, compassion, and understanding. The role of the reindeer in this symbolism cannot be overstated. They represent not just physical journeying, but also the spiritual journey each of us undertakes. Their flight on this sacred night mirrors our own quest for higher truths and deeper connections with the universe. They remind us of our intrinsic link with nature and the wisdom that comes from embracing our place within it. Thus, the winter solstice and the story of Santa Claus converge into a profound allegory for spiritual awakening and enlightenment. This period becomes a reminder of our journey towards understanding our true nature and the universe around us. It encourages us to embrace the present moment, to find joy and meaning in the depths of winter. There is so much in that narrative that we just watched. If you were listening, so much in there, um, I almost don't know where to begin other than to say this Cherokee spirit of warring and awakening in me is ready, ready, ready to drop the ignorance. And just as he spoke about symbolism in this season of Christmas and Santa Claus, that is what the Bible uh, can become to help you rise above the drama of war and Satan, not Satan Yahoo. This is such a great time for us to shed the old, shed the war, share the division, share uh, share the ignorance, and move into uh, enlightenment, truth, and and nature, intrinsic uh, connection to nature. So I wonder how many of you what how many of what you thought about that last audio because. Um, it had a lot of, it had so much information about transformation and this period of the winter solstice being one of introspection. And that's what I am focused on more than anything um, throughout this period of awakening and period of, of knowledge growing. Knowledge is increasing like never before. And we can truly look at the bison, not just the bison as a sacred animal that was destroyed, or they tried to destroy. That animal is still here. There were something like out of 40,000 bison, there ended up to be like 1,000 uh, bison or buffalo on the, in, in that area, in one area. But now they're coming back. And they seem to be angry, these bison. Just like um, the the Palestinians and uh, the many of the Jewish people who are angry, Jewish voices for peace. So many people are speaking up about the atrocities and the 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 genocide because the spirit of Cherokee, the spirit of the Bison, are all rising up in somewhat in, in an angry way 
but they're rising up to help us transform and help us transmute from the old paradigm to the new paradigm. Beautiful, beautiful time to personally and collectively come out of ignorance and into knowledge, maturity, spiritually, and healing. Much, much healing is needed right now in our planet. And this is the time, this week especially, as we move toward winter solstice, December 21st, and for uh, the rest of the year, the rest next year can be a really, really monumental change for all of us in a good way. It might be hectic at first, but I really do believe um, next year we're going to just see some amazing alchemy take place where we transmute and we change things into gold. We change our realities into profit and we change our realities into peace because we are here at such a time as this to change the world. And the information I presented to you earlier about the prime minister of Israel is all part of a play to help us transform. Um, as he said in that last audio, every creature has a role. And I hope you take this with you more than anything tonight, that every creature on this planet has a role, even Netanyahu, Satanyahu over there in, in Israel. Every creature, even the soldiers with their guns and their rifles trying to kill, take the life of individuals <clears throat> whose souls do not die. The souls of all those Cherokee uh, who perished in the Trail of Tears, uh, all those Cherokees who were slaughtered in the wars with all these other nations, it still lives on. And that's what we can focus on. Um, we can focus on in this week, spirituality in the winter solstice. Um, trying to see if we have more comments, I don't know if I, in the Hebrew Bible, oh, Kwame, I think I said, the Amaleks were both a nation and a nomadic tribe seen to be the arch rival of ancient Israel. So who, the question we ask today is who is ancient Israel? That word Israel is really translated to mean the people of the Most High, the people of the Creator. So who are the people of the creator? It's those who are following the spirit of truth, the spirit of love, the spirit of compassion, the spirit of wisdom. And that's what Soul Purpose Healing was created for 10 years ago, was to bring us into a spirit of love, compassion, and wisdom. And this time of the year is just the perfect time to meditate and go into intro in go inward to link up with nature and to develop the wisdom and even the compassion for every creature on this earth. So I want to play a, a 
uh, a healing meditation, Native American canyon flute. And let us just take a moment to breathe, think about all the history that we are privy to, to have lessons to grow, lessons, the, the, the LIEF that we hear and see from people like the Prime Minister of Israel are all meant to be lessons in the eyes of evil, in the eyes of truth, whatever, the roles, everyone, every creature has a role, the eyes of a bison, the eyes of a buffalo, the eyes of a horse. Uh, squirrels, whatever the creature, we can see truth and lies in the eyes of these creatures. So I would just love for us right now to take a moment to listen to the sounds of the Native American flute and go inward to meditate on your role, your role as a creature on earth, and what you would like to see happen this week uh, during the winter solstice in your life that will help usher in this new paradigm of peace, love, and joy that is surely coming out of the suffering of the natives, out of the suffering of the Palestinians, and even out of the suffering of the Israelis who are seeking to stop the war and stop the suffering. So if you will, just take some a moment to close your eyes and take in the vibrations of this Native American Canyon music, bringing us into a new thought, a new spirit of truth. More lies, but a spirit of truth that's ushered in the Messiah. We are ushering in the Messiah in our mind first, an anointing coming in our mind first as we welcome the spirit of truth, the spirit of joy, the spirit of healing, the spirit of in yourself first, the spirit of peace in you first. Controlling my body, all 
Satan was so pain was so because my mind was at peace. Breathing Children of the Most High, the children of the Creator. 
So Israel is not a term that can be owned by a certain group of people. The term Israel, Yisrael, is a word that identifies you connected to the Most High, the creator of the universe. You alone determine whether you are Israel. There are people who will argue with you that they are the chosen ones. That is why we have a war going on over in the Middle East, because there's a debate, there's division about who is the chosen of Israel, the chosen of the Most High Creator of the universe. We want to stop that division. Only you know within you your intuition, your gut, whether you are a child of Israel. It is not limited to the color of your skin. It's not limited to your family. It's limited to your awareness and consciousness of who you really are on this planet. Why are you on this planet? What's your purpose here? Your purpose is to identify with your creator. Your purpose is to become intimate with your creator. And that can only happen if you go inside. And when you're outside, when you identify with nature, with trees and birds and insects, identifying, having a relationship with the creator and the creatures who dwell on this earth. So only you, man, woman, child, can answer the question, are you a child of Israel? You're, if you, you can answer that. If you're not, then who are you? That's the most important question is who are you? Why are you here? What is your assignment? During these times of war and division and confusion, it's up to you individually to answer the question, who are you? Why are you here? No more blaming mommy and daddy. No more blaming your past. Take the time this week on December 21st, winter solstice, go into meditation and realize and discover why you're here. What is your role? What is your purpose? And ask yourself, are you the true child of Israel, the Most High? The word El means God in Hebrew. The word El is a Hebrew term that means creator in the Hebrew language. Israel, you put them all together, you are connected with the creator of the universe. So are you a child of the universe? Are you a microcosm? of the universe, you answer that. Don't leave it to anyone else to identify you as something other than who you believe you are. Netanyahu is believed to be Satan, and he's playing a great role to wake us up because of the actions that he is ordering against the people of Palestine and his own people, in fact. He doesn't discriminate in who he's killing these days. He wants to just clear the land, mow the land. So it's up to us to collectively come together in unity, identify as children of Israel, 
and go forward with a purpose to heal this land, to heal yourself, and to manifest the love, wisdom, empathy that is so needed right now on this planet. We're going to do it. This is our year. This week, take the time on December 21st to go into meditation, be silent, breathe in truth, breathe in love, breathe in healing, whatever you need. Breathe it in and exhale whatever you don't need any longer. And watch your body heal. Watch things flow easily. When you inhale love, compassion, wisdom, and exhale division, exhale confusion, and exhale all the old beliefs, all the religious beliefs that are no longer serving you. How do you know the religious beliefs you've had all these years are no longer serving you? Your body will tell you. Your body will flow easily. Everything will flow. Your blood, your urine, everything will heal when you let go of your old religious beliefs that no longer serve you because we are in a new paradigm of truth. And the history that we've heard this evening has shown us we don't want the old paradigm anymore. We don't want the wars. We don't want the confusion. We've got a comment from Andrew Nelson. The mother plane, a UFO, UAP known by the United States government, insofar as its black pilot is the core of nation Islam cosmology. Please review the recent video found at media. NOL.org. Thank you, uh, Nelson, Andrew Nelson. Andrew Nelson is always providing us with new thoughts, new ideas, new revelations, and we have a choice to gain more knowledge and more wisdom every day. I, for one, am, as, as a senior citizen, I'm gaining knowledge every day, new knowledge every day to grow stronger, and to improve every part of me. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I hope um, the delays in Ball Talk Radio and the disruptions by Mercury Retrograde have not uh, interfered with your ability to listen and hear and process what I believe is truth and the rising up of a whole collective body of conscious people to love more, heal more, and to share more truth. Please share this information with your friends, your loved ones. It's up to us to have discussions about the lies, the chosen people lies, and uh, the Zionists, who they really are versus the, who are the Jewish people. Let's have a talk. Let's discuss all this and come up with the truth about who we really are. Tonight, I was Cherokee Nation rising up. And tomorrow, I go back into my goddess mode. <laughs> my goddess mode of transformation and growing and learning every day. Thank you all for joining me. We're going to say good night and pray that you will have faith and
and blessed week coming up in this last two weeks of December. Say thank you to all my global family. Namaste to my yogi friends. Sat Nam to all my yogi friends. And aloha to my friends and family in Hawaii. Stand strong, stand strong. We're with you, Lahaina and Maui. Shalom. to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci. Spain, gracias, Italy, grazie, Egypt, shukran, Ghana, medasi, Nigeria, eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, asante, Israel, toda, Pakistan, shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.